Welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson, where authors give you their inside secret tips on how to be a successful best-selling author. And today we have Jennifer Throw, and we are so excited to have you, Jennifer. She is a fellow Texan. Uh, I also live in Texas, and we both live in Houston, so I'm very, very proud to have her here with us. Um, Jennifer is a CFO. There she is. She's the CFO of an investment company, uh, Richland Investments, um, and I'm familiar with that company as well. It's a great group here in Houston. And, you know, going from a CFO, it just is amazing. I love that you're a CFO, and you wanted to become an author, so you can kind of jumped out of that business corporate box and uh, became a, an author. So I think that's so exciting. I want you to tell us all about it. Tell us how you got started um, deciding to write a book. All right. Well, I, needless to say, my day job is pretty stressful. It's not stressful, but it's all about numbers. I love, I've always loved to read. So I had read the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, and I got to thinking, all of the romance books I read out there were about 20-something-year-old kids, as I call it. There was nothing out there about, you know, women my age, you know, issues. You know, we still love a good romp in the hay. We still love romance. <laughs> and um, I, I just wasn't seeing there was any Boomer or Gen X-type books out there that were worthy of reading. So I thought, well, if I can't find them out there to read, I'll just write my own book. So that's... That's what got me into doing this. I started on Halloween night in uh, 2012, and I, it just kind of went from there. And now it just won't stop. My husband keeps saying, okay, this is it. You're going to, are you done? And I said, yes, with this series. I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you can't stop. It's like a drug. So It is. Isn't it? Once you get started, it's like a passion as it Exactly, and you keep getting new ideas. It, you know, you can be in the grocery store, you can be in the nail salon, and you'll see a character, or you hear a song on the radio, and you think, "Oh my gosh, that's going in my next book." Uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So you, so you knew you wanted to. You didn't know you wanted to be an author. You just knew you wanted to read books like this. So then you thought, "I'm going to write them because I can't find them." That's awesome. I love that you just took action. Exactly. So and I, I, my husband bought me a, um, a nice MacBook Air for my anniversary because he said if you're going to do this, at least you know get the technology and do it right. So I curl up with my laptop every night and write. Awesome. And did, have you been like, were you trained as a writer? Did you go through mm -hmm. school or anything? Did you learn how to write? You just, you no. just, you just put on paper your ideas. And do you have a specific editor or anything that helps you? Or yeah, I did. First of all, I started researching demographics. I knew kind of where my characters were coming from, and I thought, you know, it, I think in the beginning when you start out is to do as much research as you can about, you know, demographics, what um, what economics background are your characters in, and, and research as much as you can. Have in your mind, um, like on my way to work every morning, I go through Hedwig Village, and there are some beautiful homes, as you know, in there. So I saw this one beautiful home, and I thought, okay, this is my inspiration home. So I kind of built my story around that. Um, would go in open houses on Sundays and look at homes, and you know, just kind of get a mental picture of what I wanted um, my main character's house to look like. And then you just kind of go from there. Um, 
So what were the first steps when you actually put, I want to say, pen to paper or fingers to keys when you started? Did you start well, with an outline? Did you start with, where did, where did you start? And I, I'm very unconventional in that. I don't do an outline. I have a journal that I keep in my car, and I write when I'm on my way to work. If I stop at a stoplight and I get an idea, I'll jot that down in my book, or if a, a song comes on the radio, I'll take a picture of the um, of my serious radio with my phone so that I'll know, you know, I can put that on my playlist and I'll listen to that while I'm writing. So I, I'm very unconventional because I'm not trained as a writer. I, it just, I just do what, what comes to me. So. Well, that's a, I think that's a true artist right there because that you're expressing your story and telling your and writing your novel through experiences and life and ideas and and characters that you see and then tweaking them the way that you want them in your books. I love that. And so, I think a lot of people get, um, lack of a better word, they're afraid to write because they think, well, I, I'm I'm not trained. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. I, I think you should do what what feels good to you. Um, yeah. It's just with the editing process or beta reading process um, and I'm getting ahead of myself but some people send their work to a beta reader at script. I don't do six chapters at a time mm -hmm. um, get my butt chewed out by her that she can't she's not feeling something or <laughs> that I need to work on something or I'm almost there so I, I'm unconventional in that aspect. I and that's why I encourage anybody that wants to write a book, I encourage them, say, you can do it, you know. Mm -hmm. You can do this. It's so easy. How did you get over your, um, your initial fear or hesitation of doing it or procrastination of doing it? Well, I just sat down and started doing it. I, you know, I'm, I knew that I needed to make time. Of course, you know, I've sacrificed time with my family, and I, I bear the brunt of that. My kids are all grown, so I don't really have, you know, it's just my husband and I, so he's used to being ignored. So, um, <laughs> but you just have to make time, and you know, as you, you know, it may take you a year, it may take you three months, you may. Um, weekend before last, I chunked out ten thousand words because I just sat down and wrote for two days. Um, haven't written much since, but you know, you get that burst where you know the ideas flow, and then you then you can face writer's block, which you you know as well as I do. We've all had it, and the ideas just don't flow, and you feel guilty, but, you know, what are you going to do? You, you've got to just that, uh, that total immersion thing that Jen and I talk about with our Hot Chicks Write Hot Books, because um, we're doing an all, uh, an all immersion type thing where you just get away and just write and close out the rest of the world. So I love that, that that's what you do. Yeah. And then, um, and I can honestly say that it, it's... Uh, in starting out this process, and I was reading some of the questions on your list, so many times, like when you finish your book, um, you think that you've, you've produced this baby and that the world is going to love your book. You know, you just yeah. don't quit your day job because it, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> and don't believe when people tell you, I can, I can make you a best-selling author. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. I've been uh -huh. duped by people who, you know, claim to be a publicist and mm -hmm. uh, thank God I've gotten my money back because I'm a fighter in that aspect, but <laughs> people will, will tell you things to make you, they, of what you want to hear, but that's not the way it is. It's, right. And you know as well as I do, if, you know, 
when when people tell you stuff and it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. I, I think the best way to get yourself out there is to do it yourself. You know, you can find people to help you, but you've got to get you've got to do all the basics first. You've got to do the hard work. Um, probably first and foremost, I would, if you're going to start out doing this. Um, aside from your manuscript and, and editing, you need to find a good editor, find mm -hmm. a good reader, someone can give you honest feedback and not just tell you, oh my god, that's a best-selling book, that is awesome, because nobody's book, you know, the first edit around is going to be awesome. It's right. probably going to sell more than, than it's good. <laughs> Another thing that I think is a good thing to do is to get you some good photographs made. It, you know, it, it can be, get some good headshots made. If you're going to start marketing yourself on social media, Facebook, whatever, you want to look good. You don't want it to be a selfie that you've taken, you know, after you've had three martinis. Invest. <laughs> yeah. in That's so true. You may have a friend, you know, that, that is a good photographer. Um, my daughter's friend did mine in my garage of all places because the lighting was good in my garage. But it, you don't have to spend a lot of money. But get right. something quality made because if you're going to start marketing yourself, you know, come out, come up with a plan and and, and do it right because that sometimes your your face or how you portray yourself that's a person's like your book cover. That's mm -hmm. a person's clue. To do I want to go with this author? Do I want to read this book? You know, a cover says a lot out there, just like your your representation of yourself does. Yeah, I really like all your tips. I mean, talking about your first one, you know, becoming a best-selling author is kind of hard to do. And and like you said, if if people are promising you that, you make sure they have the right credentials. So Melanie, Melanie and I are are telling people we can help them become bestsellers but it's also depending upon what your books about so what category you're in if you're fiction or nonfiction it really depends on a lot of factors and so we can help you try to reach that status but it might like you said it's not guaranteed because it really depends on you know if you're writing a novel that is you know competitive competing with every other novel out there then it's going to be a little bit hard so so that's the first one. I really liked your second tip on on um, making sure you have a really good book cover and your imaging, and also branding yourself with a good good photographer for your headshots. It's really important um, as an author. You're trying to whether you're writing a novel or a self-help book, you're trying to let people know that you are the author. And so, like you said, if you have a really horrible selfie, that's not that's not going to help. That's not going to help you with your image or with people wanting to buy your book. So exactly. And I think too, um, and it was really hard for me to get out there. And my first book signing was at a half price books in Humble, and mm -hmm. that was, um, I was scared to death because it was my very first book signing. I thought, who is going to buy my book? You know, really, really, who is going to, who is going to want my autograph on a book? Mm -hmm. And it really proved to be good. And and another thing that I think is really good when you when you get your book published and you get your, um, I use a professional formatter because I'm a numbers person. I'm not a word processing person. I don't want to learn how to do that. It's just easier for me to have a formatter do everything and get it ready and upload it and everything for me. Um, I did, one of my books is, has got music in it. Um, it's about a band. Um, there's a band that plays a big part in it. And using lyrics, from someone else, that's a pretty 
daunting process. So I wrote my own song, wrote my own lyrics, and I have a friend in San Antonio who is in a band. So I had him record this song for me. That's great. He made CDs, and I use this as my swag. I own the rights to the song because I wrote it. Awesome. He put music to it. So we put it on CDs. So I mail this out as my swag. It's a very inexpensive way. And then people will always know, you know, when they see the CD or hear the song, it's on iTunes. Mm -hmm. uh, I go with refrigerator magnets. Who doesn't, mm -hmm. who doesn't have fridge magnets? I love Cheap that. Way, very inexpensive way. Um, I had another one of my books, um, you know, deals with guitars. So mm -hmm. I had guitar picks made with my book cover on it, made bookmarks. Awesome. Just any, any little tchotchke thing you can give to people that's, mm -hmm. you know, a key ring with my book name on the back of it. It's important. I think it's important. Like if you wrote a book and it was about, um, it had red lipstick in it, mm -hmm. how cool would it be for you to get red charms to put on earrings or whatever that had red lipstick on it? Something that identifies yeah. you your branding with your book. I did um, one of the books that I have out has got it's about some gals that get it's like a Thelma and Louise Western kind of novel. So we had um, guitar earrings made and I have some that have handcuffs on it because one of the girls gets thrown in jail. This, <laughs> you know something where your readers can identify and, and yeah. enjoy getting things from you, that's another thing to keep your readers interested is, is send them stuff. When you do online parties or go to book signings, if you if you give them enough swag to walk away with to where every time they walk by the refrigerator they're going to see your magnet on the refrigerator or if they have earrings that they're wearing they have and people ask them, what is that? Oh, I read out of the box. It's a little gift box. So mm -hmm. that's another thing. So you can love those. Of your um your list then of the people that have bought your book and keep up with them and send them things. Mm -hmm. And I have a street team on um, Facebook, um, and that's I'm sure you you know what those are. There's there, I have like a hundred in my street team, and they're not all active, you know, and they're busy. They can do what they can. Some of them are tweeters, so I give them a tweet every day to send out. Some of them just like to. Um, uh, pimp for that's what we call it pimping. Some of them like to just pimp your teasers on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Some of them will send out emails. Um, Tell us exactly they're just what, what those are, because some people might not know what that is. Uh, what the okay. uh, you know your your street people are. Okay, a street team is it's a private group, um, and I'll tell you a funny story about private groups too. It's a a group of women that support you, they've read your books. I, I always gift my books to them and tell them, you know, if you'll read the book um, and write a review. Um, actually, I, I send them an Amazon gift card so they can buy the book and when they review it, it's a, a verified purchase review, which you know is holds more credence than just a gifted book. Right. So they read your books and they support you on Facebook or whatever social media that they are participating in and it's like a it's like a little sorority I mean I send them um, 
swag as I get it. Um, I send them birthday cards. I keep up with their birthday. I send them an Amazon card for their birthday. Just kind of a thank you and um, we kind of do little daily inspirations in within the group. So that's a good way to get your readership out there because you figure if you have a hundred people in your street team, uh, mine's called Jennifer's Jewels, um, maybe 50 of them are active. Well those 50 people know how many people do they know? Mm -hmm. so they can get the word out about your book. So awesome. that's a fun and the one thing I learned too about the, the private group is you go into these, I'm pretty out there, you know, I like to have fun and I'm known for the, the joke in all the author groups. I'm I'm the fun one that drinks wine, the funny one. <laughs> well that was lady who's the funny one. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't realize that what you're posting is not in a private group. So my oh. daughter, she ended up unfriending me. Oh, no. She, Mom, do you know the pictures that you, what are those pictures you're posting? I said, well, what pictures? And she goes, there was like some Adam Levine on a motorcycle with hardly any clothes on. So I'm like, okay, this is... That's a um, <laughs> you have to watch what you're posting. So yeah, yeah. Make sure yeah. you're in a closed group and not a, a exactly. Public group. <laughs> exactly. Learn yeah. that the hard way. But the whole process for me has been, you know, I've enjoyed it. Um, I encourage anybody who has a story to tell, you know, be it a travel book. Um, if you're going to write a travel book make sure that your travel book has a couple more things than all the other ones do, be it that it's fun, that you're standing in there, you know, holding up peace signs or, you know, showing that you're having a good time. Make sure that your travel book is better than every other travel book. Just mm -hmm. find your niche and, you know, give yourself a brand to get to make sure that people remember your name. I like that. I love those marketing tips you gave. That's really good to have swag and your street team. All those are awesome. Really good tips. Yep. And you even talked a little bit in there on how you get Amazon reviews. So using your street team to get your Amazon reviews. I like that. Yes. In the, the last book, I co-wrote a book with a, a gal. Um, she's from Nashville. And this is this Thelma and Louise kind of book that we wrote. And so within my street team, I went in there, and since it, it has to do with cards and gambling, um, so I went in my street team and I said, okay, I will give you an Amazon card for the book, and I'll raise you one. So that <laughs> if, you do a, if you take that Amazon gift card, buy the book, write a review, I'll raise you one, and I'll give you $2 for that dollar or what you know whatever the price of the book I will give you I'll raise you one so and then everybody was on board for that and so on our release day we released February 18th and we've already got like I don't know close to 40 reviews already so awesome. that's great you know the non-fictionary how many purchases in your category to get you up to you know to rank did it does it help in your rankings yes you, it does your results and I I did, and you know, I ran a freebie last week, which I I had never run a free free day before, and this just blew my mind because you know I'm not a big time author by any means. You know, I I'm I'm keeping my day job, I love my day job, but 
when I got home that night, there was like 5,000 downloads, which for me is is just, I mean, you're, I looked and I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Just by no, no real marketing that day, I just decided to set it for free and I went my street team, I went on Twitter, and then you come home and you have 5,000 downloads. So granted that, you know, my husband said, well, we didn't make any money off of that. Well, no, I didn't, but I had fun and, you know, people were going to read my book. So mm -hmm. got it out there 5,000 more times. Right. And that got me, it got me in a best-selling, um, for free, of course, but it got me in a best-selling. So. Well, that and what's awesome about that is now your readers can read your book, and next time you launch your next book or the next series, they'll see that on your author page that you have the other books, and they'll remember you. So do you yeah. do any sort of call to action or a website or any kind of marketing inside your books so they can come back? I have a website, yes, mm -hmm. and I've not mastered a, a mailing list yet. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of authors do. I'm, I'm trying to blog. I'm not a big blogger, but you know, I'm trying to do that. I've got that set up because I, a lot of times I think, well, who's going to read what I write? You know, who, who cares what I do in my daily life anyway? It's so boring. But you know, I've, I've picked a couple of things to write on my blog about. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a, great. A good so people can always go to your website to find out more about you or to find out the new books that you're coming that are coming out. Exactly. So what what is your website? What is that? It's www.jenniferterio.com. Okay, great. Well, we'll make sure to put that um, in the link. We're going to be um, putting this on our podcast on iTunes, and so we'll make sure we add that on there so people can find you. Um, awesome. Melanie, do you have the next question? Yeah, I wanted to know, um, out of all that, like you said, you did a book signing um, at one of the bookstores. How did you accomplish that? How did you go about getting a book signing? Okay, I went, I was asked by the gal who runs Half Price Books in Humble to come out there. And then um, I signed up for Houston Author Bash last year. I've done two of those. Um, you just find these um, book signings that are going on. I went to... Um, I went to Arkansas and did a book signing last July. Went to Austin. I'm supposed to do this huge one in Dallas, which I'm. It's way out of my league, and I'm freaking out. But I can do. This. I mean, <laughs> you, you can do it. Like Colleen Hoover, all the heavy Sylvia Day, all the heavy hitters. Oh, nice to be in that company. Now, are you contacting the bookstores, or the bookstores are contacting you, or you're finding it online? I both. Both. Um, and I also I got an email yesterday from someone at Barnes and Noble in Pasadena. They want me to come and do a book signing on Mother's Day weekend. So you know, half and half. People will contact me, and then um, this RT lovers in Dallas. She actually contacted me here in Houston. Um, she actually retired from this her RT business, and she owns an herb farm in Alvin, of all places. She's from New York, but. Um, that's the the big RT lovers that I'm going to do in in Dallas in May. So um, that that gets you out there. But I'm not, you know, I I don't have the time to do it on a regular basis. I mean, uh, there's people who go to the UK, they go to Australia, and you know, I I don't think that, you know, I'm not there yet mm -hmm. in terms of of sales to justify spending money going to Australia, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, Jennifer, tell us uh, if you have a fun-hearted story, something funny that's happened to you because you've written this book. 
books? Well, um, I'll tell you. Um, a lot of women will will ask me at uh, when I do the book signings because my books have you know about middle aged lovers and there's some in the second one. Um, my friends kind of said you need to amp it up a little bit. We need a little bit more sex in the book. So <laughs> the second book I put I put some more sex in it, and so um, they'll ask me you know well what do you you know how do you get your motivation for the sex scenes? What's what's the deal? And I said well you know I have my husband. He's my you know, I use him for training purposes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably that's the funny story that people make fun of me about. They say, oh, "Are you doing on-the-job training this week?" Yeah. I like that. I love that. that. I love that. That's so cute. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, do you have any the works could you come out? I do. I have the third in the series that's coming out. Um, out of the box, everlasting. That'll be. Um, the last one because I left the second one I kind of left on a cliffhanger a little cliffy so oh and I wanted to talk too about covers because so mm -hmm. many um, you see so many stock covers and you see like the same guy that's on everybody's cover I, I encourage of course my books are not conducive to having a guy with tattoos and you know half dressed with a cowboy hat that's not the message you know that's not my book Mm -hmm. So I had a girl, um, one of my co-workers, is, she's working on her master's in photography. So I told her that I wanted hands on my cover. I wanted two hands being held. So can I hold this up? Definitely. We want, and actually I was going to say, if you have your other books, I would like to see the cover of all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is um, her brother in law and her sister. She took it a little bit more um, over to the other side because there there otherwise our things will cover it up. Mm -hmm. All right. So she went home at Christmas and photographed her brother in law and her sister's hands. So this is my cover. I bought nobody else can have this cover, which is what I love about doing custom covers is that and on the first one the same thing. Nobody else has this cover because, you know, that's mine. So mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. right, so we have one more coming from you to look forward in the series. Um, one more in that series, and then this is my this is my Thelma and Louise one. Isn't that fun? Oh, that looks fun. That. Mm -hmm. And then I did a um, this is my little novella. Um, I did that falls in line with my series. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm not a cook at all believe me but I'm in a group and it's like a sorority we have there's like 23 of us and we're it's female authors from all there's some from the UK there's one in Alaska so we did a cookbook okay oh, my, oh, hilarious. My, my recipes are alcoholic I mine are all <laughs> I mean they're like Kahlua and vodka bottles you know fun stuff like awesome. that it's just there's so much fun stuff to do out there um, anthologies you can be and I don't know if you've ever done one I'm working on one that's coming out in June <clears throat> with 10 other authors you put your books in a 10 set anthology and market that so mm -hmm. that's another way to get your book out there too to different audiences is through the anthologies those are pretty big right now too mm -hmm. I love it that's another great idea you gave us a lot of good tips Jennifer and uh, it was such a pleasure having you here today 
We loved interviewing you, and thanks for joining Hot Chicks, right? Hot Books, because you're you're definitely a hot chick. I gotta tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're writing very hot books too. Yeah, they are. I'm, I gotta. Uh, you'll have to read them, and let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, we definitely will. I was just thinking my mom would probably love reading them as well. So oh, I'll have to buy multiple copies. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on our podcast, and this will be on our iTunes and on YouTube, and um, all of our listeners for Hot Chicks Write Hot Books um, can listen there, and to get more information about Jennifer, we can visit your website, and it's Jennifer, and spell your last name again? It's spelled like The Riot, T-H-E-R-I-O-T. Awesome, and it was a riot talking to you today. We had a great time. So. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Right, and you can always reach us at hotchickswritehotbooks.com and join us on our Facebook as well to see what's going on. And we would love to have you join us for our special event down in the Dominican Republic at the beautiful villa where we're doing an intensive book writing boot camp where you can get away from it all. And if you would like to start to be a writer, um, as Jennifer encouraged you and we all encourage you to take the plunge and write a book. So we'd love to have you join us if you'd like to do that. If not, just keep tuning in because we have great tips for you to get started in writing your book and becoming an author. Author. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. For more information, you can visit our website at hotchickswritehotbooks.com, or you can text your name and email address to 832-572-5285.